I knew that eventually I was going to retire from the Postal Service because I'd been working there for a long time, but I just thought I would volunteer, you know, with some organizations and possibly travel. And then, um, you know, when I thought somebody would use this name and they would want it at some point, you know, I kept thinking, I wonder how someone could do a tour like that. And I was like, well, let's see, they could do this and that. And then I knew I somebody needed to have a driving tour because, you know, there are so many rooftop bars that, you know, walking between them would not be the best solution. So, um, so anyway, I was figuring all of this out and I kept taking notes and I was doing audio voice memos on my phone saying somebody could do this and this. And then I realized after about two or three months that that someone was me. And so the idea just wouldn't leave me alone. Welcome to the Making It in Asheville podcast, a podcast where you get to hear the stories behind some of your favorite artists and businesses in town. Each episode, we interview a local Ashevillian to uncover how they're making it in Asheville and provide you with actionable insights from each conversation. And we're your host. I'm Tony, and that was Sarah, and we are a husband and wife team that moved to Asheville in May of 2019. Since moving, we have been on the quest to answer a single question. And that is, how does one make it in Asheville? And this podcast is the result. This podcast is powered by our very own marketing business called Making It Creative. We help passionate business owners develop meaningful storytelling and marketing strategies to grow and more effectively convert their audience into customers. And that looks like all sorts of stuff from email marketing to if they needed help with podcasting or strategy around podcasting, but it's focused on revenue and uh, profitability. So it's been fun and exciting. And this podcast has been uh, an absolute, I'd say, like the gift of both our business and our hearts and our souls and our minds. And in this specific episode, we get to sit down with, and I say everyone is lovely, but Kay... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is a very special brand of lovely. Yeah, she is. She is incredible, and her story is absolutely incredible. Um, Kay is the founder and owner of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, which is a relatively new experience here in Asheville. They uh, founded. She founded the company in 2018, um, and we get to hear the story from how she made a huge career change from a, I think, 40 years in the Postal Service. At least 30. 40 sounds high, but 30 years as a letter carrier in the Postal Service. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, when she talks about like her route and her team and the people whose lives she got to see like grow and evolve, um, it's just so... I, I, don't, I had never imagined what it was like to be a post office employee or a letter carrier and um you just see how how like personal she is and how perfect she is also to be a a trip leader and a tour guide of sorts as um her tours have a little bit of an emphasis on Asheville history yeah so tony and i actually took a tour um a few months ago from from recording this podcast and we were really surprised because we were expecting it to be more of like a drinking focus to our right you hear like Asheville rooftop bars and you think like okay cool we're gonna go drink some cocktails and that's it but really what it ended up being was yes we got some amazing views of Asheville we got to drink some great cocktails 
we got so much history yeah. from the Torah as well. Like Kate is a wealth of knowledge. She has studied. She loves history in Asheville. Um, and she can tell you all these really fun and interesting things about this city that you probably don't know. Yeah. And I mean, our only other baseline for Asheville history was, you know, the La Zoom comedy tour, which is, let's say, uh, 80% comedy, 20% history. Um, I was floored at the amount of like thought that went into the Asheville yeah. rooftop bar tours. I am to say like uh, a fan of Kay's would be a wild understatement. We were just all in on her team. She's been doing some really interesting uh, new versions of the bar uh, tours recently since we recorded. She's um, started to do these crafts and cocktail experiences. Uh, where people are getting to make things on the tours. And, I mean, we could go into the whole episode. Yeah, the, the I think it's just a testament to how she, going from something that was to- working in a different career entirely and then taking on this idea, which she describes something that wouldn't leave her alone now, is incredible to hear her story mm-hmm. and how she's figuring it all out. She's doing everything she can to grow this business. So we get to hear a lot of those strategies um, and, and her personal growth and challenges of starting this business. Yeah. So uh, without further ado, let's, I say we hop into it. We can unpack it all at the end of the episode. So please stick around. We have a lot of fun always at the very ends of the episodes, but this is episode 41 uh, with Kay of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Please enjoy. Why don't we begin by, if you could tell us just who you are and where are we today? Okay, I am Kay Bentley, and I'm the founder and owner of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, and we are at Hatchworks here in Asheville. In a beautiful little studio. Thank you for having us here in Hatchworks. Thank you uh, for also guiding us on a tour. So we went on a, yeah. a, a rooftop tour with you. It seems like just yesterday. I know that it wasn't. Right. It was like fall, early fall. Mm-hmm. Um but, I mean, if you could, just what's the high level of Asheville Rooftop Tours? The name is helpful because it attempts to paint a picture of what you're going to experience. But what is the Asheville Rooftop Tours in your own words? Um, you know, one of the things that we do is we show folks, um, you know, the city from the rooftop bars. But one of the fun things that we do is we actually put some history in there, too. There's, you know, quite a few drinking tours in Asheville. And um, when I was working on you know, establishing this company, and I had the idea, I really wanted there to be a, um, a history component to it. So um, it's been a lot of fun. What we do is we show historical photos from the 1800s and 1900s while we're on the rooftops, and people can get a glimpse of the city of the way it used to be while you're looking at it today. So um, it's been a lot of fun. People like that glimpse of history, and some people that come on there you know, we, we tell them if it's a large group or whatever. It's like if you're not interested in the history as much, then, you know, we can kind of shorten that because it is just a glimpse of history. And most people are, oh, no, 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 I want the history. I want the history. And um, so, yeah, it's it's what we do. We enjoy showing folks Asheville. I remember being so – I just I, it wasn't what I expected, I guess. I, right. I hadn't done very much research before we went on the tour with you. Mm-hmm. And – I was expecting, you know, drinking and everyone's going to be, 
it, like a pub crawl in exactly. a way. And, and yeah. it wasn't anything like that. And I loved it. Like I was thankful for it. Um, I loved learning all the history and, you know, things that I would have never learned. We would have never learned ourselves going on any other tour, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've done a La Zoom tour and that is, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's like fun fiction, but also history. Uh, and that was like the closest thing to a proper, uh, here's what this place used to look like, or here's what used to be going on. And so I, one of the things that I loved was just, you, you seem, is your past life, were you a school teacher? Because <laughs> you had this uh, like way of working the room and talking to each little group and, you know, meeting people where they were right. as far as like how much history do they care about? We happen to, excuse me, we happen to geek out about it and say, oh yeah, yeah tell us everything. Um, but so what about the history spoke to you? Why did you want to make it one part history? Um, well, first of all, I do have a teaching background. Um, you know, I graduated from App State and I have a teaching degree in physical education, but I worked for the postal service for 38 years. So I, I kept telling folks while I was delivering mail that I wasn't using my teaching degree. Um, well, obviously now I am, I have come back around to that. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, you know, someone did a review on TripAdvisor and they said that we were laid back historians and I'm like, you know, that kind of really does describe us because, you know, it's, it's, you know, really it's not about us sharing the history. It's about people having a good time, but they find out and we find out that all of it is intertwined and people, like I say, they keep coming back to the history. Um, so yeah. And, you know, I started I started thinking about this company in 2017 on two different levels. One was I was hosting some Airbnb guests upstairs in my home, and I was buying history books for them to read about Asheville. And I started reading the history books. And I love the photos, um, you know, from looking down on the city. And for the longest time, I thought a lot of those were actually aerial photos. And the more research I did, I found out that there were some, you know, some pretty tall hotels back in the 1800s and 1900s here. And um, so that led me to do some research there. But then ultimately, you know, really two-thirds of the rooftop bars in downtown Asheville have come on board in the past three years. Mm -hmm. So it is a relatively relatively new thing. And um, so I went with a friend in 2017. I went to two rooftop bars not knowing how many there were in Asheville, even though I live here, I, it, we have no idea. We how how many? We, are there? we only a, know from I from think from much the tour. And you say, <laughs> oh yeah, there's this bar and this bar. Yeah. Like I thought there was like three. Yeah, right. Well, there's some. You know, overall, I mean, I would have to see what the final count is because Skybar just recently closed. Mm-hmm. But good bet, there's like at least ten in downtown Asheville. Wow. Um, so. So, yeah, but I was telling a friend at work that, um, you know, that she should bring her husband to Asheville because I did work in a neighboring county for the post office. And uh, and I said, bring your husband. We'll just, you know, do a rooftop bar tour. And I kind of chuckled about it. And she did, too. And I was like, wow, went over to my desk and I was like, if there was a tour for that, I would totally take it. Yeah. And that day during my lunch break on my mail route, I, you know, Googled that. And no one was doing a tour about that, and I was really surprised. So I called GoDaddy and bought the domain name that day and thought somebody will want to use this. 
Yeah, huh. smart. Very, very savvy, Kay. And, and, <laughs> and just because this is inter- interesting word choice, did you buy the domain over the phone? I did. How fun. <laughs> cool. Go da- yeah, GoDaddy's great for domain buying. I've never right. met anyone that bought over the phone, but that's, um, that's just a fun little Tony geeking out on yeah. uh, web domains. Um, so then what was the next step? So, you, I mean, you... You had this idea, right? Mm-hmm. And you saw that no one else was doing it. And then you bought the domain. And then did you just like quit your job and start oh, working no. on it? Or no, how, no, what no. was the next step? I actually, um, you know, I knew that eventually I was going to retire from the Postal Service because I'd been working there for a long time. But I just thought I would volunteer, you know, with some organizations and possibly travel and do Airbnb in my home. And then, um, you know, when I thought somebody would use this name and they would want it at some point, you know, I kept thinking, I wonder how someone could do a tour like that. And I was like, well, let's see, they could do this and that. And then I knew somebody needed to have a driving tour because, you know, there are so many rooftop bars that, you know, walking between them would not be the best solution. So, um, so anyway, I was figuring all of this out and I kept taking notes and I was doing audio voice memos on my phone saying somebody could do this and this. And then I realized after about two or three months that that someone was me. And, and so the idea just wouldn't leave me alone. I just, you know, kept working on it and I have pages of, you know, um, legal pads full of notes and just, it's, you know, and and uh, so the first time that you thought of this, what, did you say it was 2017? At the end of 2017. End of 2017. So yeah. it's been, it's now we're starting 2020. So the the full two years or so inception to? Inception, yes. We opened execution. in the first week in July of 2018. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And uh, compared to your legal pad notes, <laughs> how is it in reality versus what you had uh, dreamt up? In the early days, it is it is very very close because I'm I'm a problem solver. So, you know, dealing with all the different rooftop bars and their opening times and their schedules, and you know, figuring out days of the week that some of them are open at different times, um, it was like putting together pieces of a puzzle, which I really enjoyed. Um, so yeah, it was um, you know I I actually. In January of 2018, a friend of mine suggested that I talk to um, the Western Women's Business Center through AB Tech because they do loans for startups, you know, for women business owners. And that was the first time um, that I went and actually, you know, wrote down my business idea. And I was assigned a business coach. And that was, you know, it's like, okay, this is now becoming a reality, Um, which was exciting and, and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. And so did you end up getting a business loan? I did. Yes. Yes, I did. Well, through the Western Women's Business Center. So, yes. Um, So I. And that's how it all started? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, And how long was it before you went all in? um, I really, I knew that, you know, my whole time when I was working on this, I was so afraid that someone in Asheville, like another tour company or something would come up with this idea because I truly was shocked that no one was tapping into that yet. Um, and so I worked quietly. I actually had someone, you know, doing my logo, my branding, uh, website was, you know, before I ever really talked to the rooftop bars. Wow. Um, because, you know, it's like I didn't want that idea to get out. 
Uh, so I would, I mean, I love the branding, the logo, the look, how was, what was that process like? And, um, uh, I ask in part because we're trying to think about the sequence from, you go from a legal pad <laughs> to, you know, a bank loan or some sort of a loan right. to, um, you're getting, uh, mock-ups and designs of what the website's going to look like. All of these are important steps and trying to understand what that process looked like and felt like for you. And then the next set of questions will be about how did you sell it for the first time? And it probably helped that you had a website and a look and feel that felt like it already existed. Mm-hmm. And but, you, you, you and you grew up um, here, right? Yeah. And you lived here a long time. So. Well, I've, I've lived in this area. I actually grew up in Boone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my hometown. But yeah, I've lived in Western North Carolina, you know, mm-hmm. for 35, 40 years. Um, so yeah, the, um, you know, the first time that I actually went to speak to someone, one of the rooftop bar owners, um, you know, honestly, and I get it now, I didn't get it then. I was very naive. You know, you are stepping into a huge tourism market here in Asheville. Um, and you know, my idea was very unique and no one was doing that yet, but also, um, because no one was doing that yet, and especially with me wanting to add like a history component, this isn't just a drinking tour and we're going to come here and drink and, or I'm going to drop people off. I mean, we go up on the rooftops with people and we lead the group. Um, the first one that I talked to, um, kind of said no, because they had a lot of, uh, food tours and some other things coming in there. And they, they said that they just couldn't take on any more. And it was like, that was very sobering for me. And it was like, but then during that same conversation, you know, once I explained my idea and that, you know, we were bringing visitors to them and we'd be be bringing guests. Um, and we were asking any special, you know, deals or anything from them in the beginning, it was like, they were like, yes, we will welcome you. Please come. So I also learned a valuable lesson on how I approached the other rooftop bars after that. So I'm glad that that conversation was the first conversation. Yeah. And is it, and I just want to make sure that I'm hearing the takeaway. The takeaway was, um, if someone says no, go a step further and like really try and explain the context for what you're asking for, or put it in a way that it's hard to say no to like, they thought they might've assumed that you wanted more out of it then I just want to bring people to your place. Right. I think they were assuming that I wanted more um, more things like possibly maybe opening early or there's going to be more work for their staff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but I also didn't realize the other, you know, tours that have gone to some of these places previously. And so, you know, I didn't know what their frame of reference was. And, and so they didn't know where I was coming from. And, um, but just keep the conversation going, I guess would be the take home message because, you know, in that short conversation, once they realized what I was doing, then it was like, oh yes, you know, please, please come. We would love to, to have you come. Mm, Yeah. I love that. And so uh, you, you started talking to different bars around town, gathering your Mm -hmm. list. Uh, What was the next thing after that? Did you start creating packages based on the bars that said yes or was it just one package in the beginning? Well, um, most of the bars, uh, you know, 80% of them said yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we started out with seven bars on board. Wow. wow. And so, you know, for a while we were doing three rooftop bars on one tour and four rooftop, rooftop bars on another tour. So, uh, you know, I, I was basing it on the times that they opened. So it was, it was pretty, pretty easy to set up a schedule. 
Got it. And so, so you were saying, okay, this bar is open from three to whatever. That'll be that tour. And this bar is open in the morning so we can go there then. Well, none of them are open in the morning. Well, a couple of them are for breakfast. Okay. But you could only do probably two of those and that would be the tour because Mm. there aren't any others that are open in the mornings. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. And and I'm I'm thinking about... um, because I'm seeing three kind of sections here. You have, I'm going to come up with this concept. I'm going to get a loan that assumes that I'll be profitable and over some time horizon, pay back the loan. And that's like very operations focused. And some of that is the problem solving around what's the schedule looking like for the bars. The other is selling into bars saying like, Hey, this is going to be worth your while, or at least it's not going to cost you extra hours of labor and people. And I won't be a headache. I'm nice. Right. And then you're selling to people and hopefully getting enough people that when you show up, it's not, I'll loosely say, embarrassing to the to you who's like, yeah, I told you I'd have all these people. Here's one guy and he's sort of my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so uh, so when when you, I guess when you think back to like the first couple tours, what were you doing to get people to show up? What was that like? Just the website and hopefully they would arrive? Yeah. I mean, you know, we did, you know, I have a pretty extensive group of friends on Facebook and they were all excited and many of them were very surprised because I kept it so quiet. They didn't know that I was opening a business. And um, so a lot of people were excited because of that. But, you know, we also got the word out on Facebook and, you know, we showed up with, you know, one or two people, you know, in the beginning too. So, but, you know, we were establishing ourselves, we were bringing them quality people and people that were, you know, there to have a good time and appreciate us introducing them to the rooftop bars in Asheville, because a lot of people aren't aware of them. And if they've been, you know, with us sharing that history component, then it just opens their world up, you know, to even a bigger view. And, um, so, you know, yes, you know, we've shown up with just a few people and we've shown up with large groups. Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest thing is consistency and showing that you are, you know, legitimate and that you are going to be there. And, you know, the, the staff, all the staff at all the different rooftop bars welcome our tours and our tour guests actually go back there. We've seen it time and time again. I mean, we will be finishing up a tour leaving and as we're walking past, someone will say, Hey, and I'm, you know, they're vaguely familiar and they're like, Oh, we took your tour last fall. We came back, (laughs) you know? So that, that's, you know, that means a lot to us too. Yeah. And it also seems that like it's such an Instagrammable moment, you know? So I feel like those bars are probably so happy because people take a picture up there and then they Mm -hmm. tag them Mm -hmm. and they say, Hey, I'm at pillar bar or whatever it is. And then, you know, that's, that's free marketing for the bars. Absolutely. And as a, uh, personal anecdote, we think that you are as good as they come as an Instagram, uh, (laughs) photographer does all the right things, thinks about where the sun is, uh, puts the angle up way high so that everyone's jaw lines look good. (laughs) Uh, very pro. This is not, I'm glad you noticed. Yeah. Oh, for sure. (laughs) But, uh, but we, I mean, we've talked about it in past, uh, episodes, the idea of creating something that is inherently remarkable is a very good marketing strategy. And so if only you get a couple people on a tour and they take a photo, there's a viral component built right in Absolutely, to yeah. the, this very thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we've had, um, you know, we have a lot of locals that take our tour and they bring family back. 
Um, we've had like probably half a dozen people that have toured with us three times and, you know, they love to bring their family um, because they want them to hear the history and also see the views. And, you know, the other thing that's that's really great is that we do the driving for them. So, you know, it's it's that's really important to us. So, you know, we have a 10-passenger a van and, um, you know, access to, to more transportation too. So, um, you know, we make it very easy and simple, and it's relaxing and it's fun, and we take care of all the details. Yeah. So, Did you have that van day one? Um, that was, yes, that was part of the startup. Um, and then, um, I had, um, actual color and imaging did the wrap on the van. Beautiful. Yeah. And I love when we see it when we're around town, we're like, Oh, maybe that's Kay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It's it's done very, very well. And I think that is really important, especially, um, you know, compared to a lot of other tours in town, maybe pub crawls and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like this is a really relaxing Space mm-hmm. and that appeals to I think all demographics, whether they're young or old, and yeah. abilities. So, what about the how you went about selling this to people? Like you said, so we we know that you have the tours, and then you put them online. But then, how did you keep it going? And and what was what do you think has been the most you know successful marketing strategy? Um, one of the things that that I did, um, I wanted to join the Chamber of Commerce from the very beginning because, you know, I, I do feel that that's a, um, you know, a, a strong organization that kind of weaves the fabric together of the local community. And, you know, I think all of the tour companies in Asheville and, and hospitality in general, you know, you rely on locals just as much as the tourist. And, um, so being a part of that and, you know, being able to network with, you know, with local people and getting the word out. Um, but, you know, having, um, people are curious about Asheville. And so even if you have lived here your whole life and we've had friend, we've had people that have come on the tour that were actually born and raised here and, that we're showing them things that they haven't seen or they haven't seen in years. And then they're sharing with us their memories about, you know, things. And so, you know, sometimes we will add something that they have mentioned. I will do a deep research on it and find out. And then we will integrate that in, you know, to the history that we share on the rooftops. One of the questions I had was, how have, how have you gone about doing the research for the history? history that you share on the tour there's so much there i mean when we went on the tour you had a notebook full of pictures and notes and facts that you were sharing with us where did you find all this information i did a lot of i've I've done some research online the um the pack memorial library has been you know a huge benefit um you know, UNCA, there's, you know, some things in Raleigh that I've done some research through, but I'm constantly reading. So, you know, it's like, you know, sometimes you have to walk a fine line to not let it be a complete history tour because, Mm -hmm. you know, but just giving those highlights and a glimpse of the history is, is, you know, really what people enjoy. And, um, you know, we have people walking away from the tour saying, wow, I didn't know that about Asheville, you know, or, you know, that's really cool. And then someone texted me the other day and said, you know, um, we were at the AC hotel Epic Capel on nine and I shared with them what you had said about these two buildings. And so, you know, people are really proud of the fact that they're learning about Asheville and they like to share it with their friends and family too. So, 
you know, it's like a ripple effect. Yeah. And um, word of mouth seems yeah. to be a strong factor here. Did you consult anybody in terms of finding historical facts, or did you just look at books and um, things? Of that I nature? looked at books. I went online. You know, I would find a picture that that was just so intriguing and fascinating to me because you know that hotel used to stand on a street corner where, and it was like in the 1800s, late 1800s. And we have a hotel that stands there today that has a rooftop bar. And then I would see something and it would mention about, I don't know, a building that was beside of it. And then I would go down that deep hole or I would find an address and it's like, oh, wait, that's the address that's next to so-and-so. And then, you know, so it was like, you know, I would sometimes I would get lost for three or four hours at a time when I just started out looking at one photo. Wow. And then it was like it led me to just, you know, so many more things that were, you know, even more rich with history. Wow. Are there any books that you would have recommend in terms of Asheville's history? Well, there's a lot of um, Asheville history mm-hmm. books out there. Um, you know, I can't think of a, a title of one right now, yeah. but, you know, the library has a lot of that stuff and the local yeah. bookstores definitely do. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Nice. If you do have any favorites, we'll follow up after yes, this conversation absolutely. and we'll put some links because uh, that is one thing. We have a pretty extensive library that's growing but we don't have any Asheville books yet okay yeah i'd be um, happy to and so maybe the little geeked out fun histories uh we would we would love um one of the things that i'm thinking about is um you put people in a car and you drive around and so what is it like to think about starting a, a tourism business do you need like because it's one thing to just maybe start a website and mm-hmm. sell a product through a website mm-hmm. it's another thing when humans are involved. So I imagine there's insurance, there might be tourism things that uh, we don't know about. (laughs) Like what are some of those hoops that you had to uh, jump through to get this thing off the ground and and grow it? One of the original things that when I started thinking about this tour, I actually thought that I would have a van and I would be the one that would take us from stop to stop. You know, I thought it would just be me and I would valet the van at all the rooftop bars that we would go to. Well, Then a little bit more research, I found out that um, there's really only like one or two that have valet parking. Mm. And then I also realized that the parking garages show a lot of, um, uh, there's limitations. The van could not go into those parking garages. So then I realized I needed to hire a driver. Mm. And then I thought, okay, they would be a 1099 employee. And then I realized after talking to my accountant that that isn't possible they need to be an employee to, to be a driver is that like a well thing? if they have a regular schedule okay they can't be like um independent contractor Got it. so anyway um it's like okay so now i'm going to have an employee wasn't expecting that <laughs> and then i realized you know the the insurance on the van and you know the liability and everything it is pretty high um but you know definitely we have good coverage Um, and then, you know, when I was hiring an employee, I really wanted us to be a living wage certified employer. Mm -hmm. That was very important to me as well. So about four or five months after I started the company, we became a living wage certified employer. And is that with just economics? Just economics, WNC. Awesome. We, we keep seeing them. Um, it seems like they're up to really great work. What, what does that process look like? Is, is, is it just one calculation that they run for everyone and then they stamp you? Um, well, it's, it's, um, like a living wage, um, for this area. And I think the living wage, um, well, at least for, 
2019, it's like 1365 an hour um, without insurance, and then it's less if you do provide insurance. So, um, you know, there are a lot of businesses in Asheville, um, you know, that are getting on board with that. And yeah. we're, we're really, you know, happy and glad to do that because we want to do our part and we want our, you know, our staff to be able to, to enjoy, you know, living in Asheville too. Yeah. So yeah. it's, I imagine it would be hard to give a enthusiastic tour about a place that you could hardly, uh, stay above water. And uh, right. so here, here to that, how big is the team today? Uh, we have, uh, four and, um, you know, different times we have another person that helps us out too. So probably a total of five of us. Wow. Yeah. And what are the different roles? We know there's a driver mm-hmm. and then there's you. Yeah. Driver, <laughs> tour guide. Um, you know, I'm also doing, you know, as you said, Instagram, Facebook, you know, all of that kind of stuff too, which I truly enjoy, yeah. but it's, it's very daunting to stay on top of all of that. Mm. Um, but it's also fun. You know, I'm learning something new every single day. <laughs> I'm sure you all know how that feels. Um, so yeah, we have a driver. Um, we have several drivers and, you know, another couple tour guides so you know we're cross-training people so um you know and ben the driver that we hired from the very beginning he's with us and you know he also does some uber and lyft around in the city too so people really like him he's local i yeah. mean he's from this area and he's a lot of fun he he, he was reminded me of a little teddy bear right i think that <laughs> i i like ben a lot he was our driver that day yeah, uh, yeah. wonderful I can't imagine five employees. It, did, does that feel fast to you? Did you have a plan for more than that? Um, yeah, I mean, we we definitely have you know plans to to keep Continue. moving forward. So. Exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are, what do, what would you say is the biggest challenge that you faced so far in growing the business? Um, you know, not coming from a business background, I think the biggest challenge has been just really under, I mean, I know about social media and social media marketing, but when you're on the consumer side, it's a lot different than it is when you're actually, you know, the business owner trying to implement it and figure out, you know, do you put money towards ads? And if so, you know, what is your return on that? And, um, so I am online a lot looking at, uh, free information. I go to networking events. I, I try my best to do, um, any type of workshop that is offered. Um, so, you know, I'm constantly, you know, some people think, oh, well, you're just on the tour for three or four hours. That must be a great gig. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, it's like, no, I get up in the morning and I'm an early riser for many years working at the post office. And so, yeah, I'm like, you know, it's like, I will be doing stuff online and, you know, meeting with people and constantly asking questions and I've learned that, you know, in the beginning, I was a little kind of nervous about asking like what I felt like was a stupid question. And I quickly realized that I'm going to ask them because once I know it, I know it, yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah. So I will always ask questions. Heard. Uh, same. We, uh, I have no fear in asking questions. I think that uh, walking around a town lost is a cool thing if you're into it otherwise just ask, <laughs> ask directions i yeah. mean like i it's it's fun to take the scenic route sometimes mm-hmm. um but if there's people who have been there before uh, and you are in some version of a of a hurry why not learn from them so i i, I love that mm-hmm. and um awesome so I, i'm wondering when you as you're thinking about social media marketing as you're thinking about all of these things that you've learned it seems that you've made uh, changes maybe from where you began to where you are now. 
one of the changes is you're no longer working on your back porch, uh, on your couch in your house. And so we are <laughs> coffee shops. Yeah, coffee shops. So we are uh, still kind of work from home. Mm-hmm. How did you think about making a transition to a office space? Um, you know, honestly, you know, 2019 was kind of, you know, when you work at the same place for, or work for the same company, basically for almost 40 years, and then you totally change, you know, paths and directions. Um, that was, that was harder than I thought it was going to be. You know, you always hear when someone, you know, leaves their job or they change careers or whatever, or if they retire that, you know, you know, they may struggle with, you know, depression or whatever. And, and that is a real thing, but also, you know, I miss my work family. Yeah. Um, yeah take your time. It's, it's, it's absolutely fine. It's okay. I think it's a strong identity thing when you do make that switch, which, like you said, people don't always think about of, oh, well, you're just changing your jobs. Right. But yeah. it, it really is a part of you. You're there for most of your day, your, you know, waking yeah. day, and you're spending most of your time with those people or right. um, doing the same thing. And so I can totally understand how yeah. that would be yeah. a really, really hard transition. Yeah. We've, we ourselves have certainly experienced that. So you're feeling that? Transition yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, I wanted this year to, um, you know, to be a lot different. So, you know, I wanted to come here to Hatchworks because, um, you know, it is a co-working space and, you know, there's some accountability about showing up, even if you don't know the people yet that are showing up here as well. Um, you know, there is, I feel like there's going to be that sense of kind of unity in some way. And, you know, and I want that back in my life because I had it for so many years. Yeah. So, yeah. So just to hop back into the past and then maybe we move into the forward. But um, you said 38 years of del- mail delivery. Yes. Uh, do you have any, like cute anecdotes from from that time imagine there (laughs) might be plenty but uh it it, it's a part of you and i want to know just a little bit about that part uh, on the podcast if you could yeah um you know i i started when i was 18 i just graduated from high school and i started as a substitute and i was working in the summers and you know i was working all throughout the year um and so while i was in college i actually had professors that were really wonderful about working with me about taking exams before if I had to you know work at the post office and um so yeah I I worked my way through college and once I graduated I was able to get a full-time job in McDowell County and um so one of the things I enjoyed the most I was a rural carrier so I was out in one of the best uh, communities there is in Pleasant Gardens very scenic um you know there were mountain streams there were gorgeous mountain views um and so that was my part of my work day you know you're in the office in the morning for you know three or four hours getting the mail ready and then you go deliver mail and um you know some of those days a lot of them ended up being nine and ten hour days and you know six days a week so um but it was beautiful i mean the scenery just being out there in nature yes you were working you were working really hard but um you know, just being in this area, being able to do that kind of job, you know, just truly blessed with that. Um, and also, I was on the same mail route for 33 years. So, you know, the people that I got to see, you know, got to see their kids grow up and, you know, then the kids have kids. And, you know, so it's like I'd been, 
you know, for some families, I had been their only mail carrier that their kids had ever known. Oh, wow. <laughs> so um, those relationships was, were really neat and really special. Wow. I'm I'm going to pivot here for just a second okay. because we just watched this movie over Christmas. I was Christmas, thinking it too. And it reminds me of this. It was called Claws. Have you heard oh, of this? Oh, yes. Yeah. So amazing. So it's like telling the story of the first postal service in where was it it was it was a fake town but like the north as close to the north pole as mm-hmm. possible yeah it's one of those countries and anyways it, it the main character is like walking through all these beautiful um mountains and snow mm-hmm. and towns and i don't want to want to ruin the whole story but it reminded mm-hmm. me of that so you gotta watch it it's a, yeah it's great yeah, it's it uplifting yeah. yeah i loved it but i was i was thinking about that as well yeah. so um are there any like weird postal laws that you experienced or that are curious? Um, <laughs> that sounds strange, but weird. Let's see, weird postal laws. Um, I think one thing that people don't realize is like you know the mailbox itself is like you know is like government property basically. Even though you may put it up like a rural mailbox mm-hmm. on the street. Um, and you know, routinely people would come through and like they had a lawn care service and they would put, you know, flyers in mailboxes and really they're supposed to put postage on that. Um, and so that was the thing that was, you know, that you would see, you know, the most often. Um, but you know, there were some people that had some really interesting homemade mailboxes that were always cool and fun. Um, and you know, you just get to know every, I know this sounds um, kind of crazy, but you just, you know, I had over 750 stops on my route. And, um, so, you know, it's like every day you're serving the same mailbox. So, you know, how the lid closes, you know, if they want their mail in the front of the box, or, you know, you know, the cards that they're going to mail the magazines that they get. I mean, mail carriers, you, you see a lot, um, but it was, it was fun. That is fun. The postage thing I didn't, uh, that's also part of this class movie, but, um, I didn't know, I didn't know that, I mean, I knew that you can't look at other people's mail. I didn't realize that the mailbox was technically government property. Technically. I mean, it's for that purpose. Right. You know, I don't know exactly what the, the yeah. exact wording is on the regulations, yeah. but yes, it's, it's only meant for, you know, mail delivery. Yeah. How fun. So, um, do you want to, I want to go back into the present? Well, I am curious to know what, what kind of skills do you think that there are skills that you learned while working for the postal service mm. that you've now applied and have helped you to grow Asheville rooftop bar tours? Um, you know, probably being super organized, you know, when, when you are packing a vehicle every day and you have different sizes of packages and it, and it fluctuates every single day, um, you know, you really have to be pretty methodical and, you know, it goes back to putting those pieces of the puzzle back together and, um, you know, that and just, you know, the discipline and, you know, the interaction with customers. And, you know, we I kind of have that same interaction with people on the rooftops, too. You know, when when you hang out with people for three or four hours at a time, um, you, you get a pretty good glimpse into who they are, you know. And um, so it's, you know, yeah, I think it has served me well to do what I'm doing today. Totally. I, and that's the, the mystery. I, I would never, I didn't know how, uh, like how a 
post office truck was filled with letters. I sort of imagine like a magic wand or like a <laughs> as some sort of conveyor belt just right. put everything where they yeah. needed to go. Um, and then the, also the idea of like balancing the concept, even if you've never seen the person who lives in the place, but the concept of 750 locations, that is a wild amount of um, potential things to remember. And I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I remember now when we were on the roof, you seemed to know almost everyone's names. Mm-hmm. And like uh, there was no question about it. You knew that this was Ben. Mm-hmm. And uh, I imagine that that is carryover from 750 little route. I'm sure places. it probably is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So then it w- if we were to come back to present day, uh, we're in Hatchworks. I'm thinking um, we're, we're kicking off 2020. Mm-hmm. What kind of excitement, what kind of things are you thinking about for this year specifically um, that has you looking forward to 2020? Yeah, we're, we're real excited about 2020. Um, one of the things that we're going to be doing is, um, you know, our tours... Um, we're going to be offering starting in the middle of January. Um, if you take a tour with us, you're going to be able to get um, either a cocktail or a mocktail, which is 0% alcohol. So that's going to be included at each stop. Uh, so we're real, real excited about that because, you know, the rooftop bars are going to be able to showcase, you know, a cocktail that they would like to, you know, to share with our guests. And also, you know, a lot of these are going to be seasonal type cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're real excited about that. And, you know, also people need to know that, you know, if you don't drink alcohol, then, you know, we're a perfect tour for you as well, because, you know, we do, you know, have those craft mocktails too. Um, the other thing that we're real excited about is we are getting ready to do, um, some collaboration tours. So we're going to do like, uh, it's going to be a three hour tour, but the first hour is going to be an activity. And then we will do finish up the tour with two rooftop bars. Um, so our first one, our, it's going to be coming out in our newsletter uh, in the next few days. But our first one is actually going to happen in February. And, um, you know, we will be, it's going to be a, um, a rooftop make a craft, drink a craft rooftop tour. Oh, so, um, so, yeah, so that's coming up. And, uh You know, we are also um, a sponsor now of Speaking of Travel, which is a, um, yeah. We just met her at... uh, (laughs) Maryland Ball. Maryland Ball. Yes. Wonderful. Speaking of Travel. Okay. Yeah. So we are um, a sponsor of that show. And um, so, yeah, we we have a lot of things coming up that we're excited about. That is, I mean, that does sound like a lot. And I'm, um, to go back to the first one that you mentioned, I think that the addition of call it a, a you know sample a little, cocktail yeah, a yeah. sample cocktail is going to be um i think it's a really cute add-on does that change the prices from 2018 yeah the price prices? yeah the prices will go up for 2020 because we are including that and you know one of my concerns in the beginning because you know our name is Asheville rooftop bar tours that like you were saying sarah that you know some people may think, ah, this is a drinking tour, you know, let's, let's, let's go. Um, and so I really wanted people to know that there was, was some history involved in addition to if you wanted to drink or eat, cause you know, the menus, 
the, the, the drinks and the food at all the rooftop bars, it's really top notch, you know? And so, but we've also established ourselves as, you know, we do share history and a lot of our reviews, TripAdvisor, Google, you know, you will see that mentioned as well. For sure. And I was actually surprised on our tour, maybe something like 25% of the people weren't drinking. Right. Which was a little bit of a surprise to me. I think we had mentally modeled for slightly more of a pub crawl energy. Right. It was like you show up and you rip a shot. Yeah. (laughs) And so it was, it was very different from that. And, but, um, but I, I love the intention of it still being welcoming to anyone who's not drinking right. because it's it's more than the bar tour. It's it, a history yeah. tour. And yeah. it's, it's, a, it's an opportunity to see one of the most beautiful cities in the world mm-hmm. from a very particular vantage. Yes. Um, and that's standalone. That's that's very special. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, I love the the craft and craft though. Yeah. I think that that's yeah. going to be cute. And we're also um, doing a... Um, rooftop sunset and city lights tour right now which is really nice you know if you think about it uh, with these early wintertime sunsets um, the views are crystal clear we, we kick off the tour with a sunset at the first one and then we roll that into city lights so we're sharing history and we're also talking about you know the lights and it's it's pretty magical when you're on the rooftops um, you know at night especially too yeah and when you say we're talking about the lights, uh, tell us more about that. Um, you know, some of the buildings in downtown Asheville are, are lighted up so you can see them and you can still talk about them. And, you know, we also will show some photos of what they look like during the daytime. So we had several people that were on the tour the other night and they said, oh, we're coming back here tomorrow because we want to see this in the daytime. You know, so they were taking pictures. You know, you were talking about me taking photos of folks. Um you know, taking pictures outside at night. And I, I mean, we captured some amazing photos for them and they were so thrilled. Um, so yeah. Awesome. And what about any personal goals for yourself coming up in 2020? Um, for me personally, it's, it's, you know, I I think this past year was, I was a little out of balance with, Mm -hmm. you know, work and personal time and everything. And so, you know, coming here to Hatchworks in this coworker space is my first step towards getting that balance back. And I used to, um, you know, for about seven or eight years, I was um, involved in dance here in um, Asheville. And so I am determined to get back into taking classes again. What kind of dance? Um, It was uh, started back in 2012. It was a, a variety of things. My first class that I took was a hip hop class. And um, that kind of led into uh, probably about six or seven years of being in a student dance troupe. And so we did everything from um, hip hop. We did some uh, go-go dancing, some jazzy showgirl. Um, We did some can-can dancing. So it was just a variety of stuff, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, my heart. Very cool. Yeah. Let us know when you start dancing and you have a show, we'll come. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be your cheerleaders. Yeah, we, uh, one of the, one of our, if I'm going to, if I can be so bold, one of our favorite moments of 2019 was we took a dance class. It was like a wedding present oh, to nice. us from yeah. uh, a, a coworker of my mom's who has a ballroom dance for the last 12 years. It's like her passion, her obsession. Oh, cool. And so she got us a session with her instructor and it was the best hour yeah yeah ever like we had 
such a good time. This uh, specific instructor was like a caricature. Like if you were to cast the the movie character to play this like Polish dance instructor, you couldn't do better than this actual human who lives oh, in New Jersey. Awesome. And we, I mean, we felt empowered and uh you know, protected. And it was, the idea was that he was going to help us with our, uh, first dance. Mm -hmm. And so it was, uh, I, I would say that that hour was one of my favorite hours of 2019. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Definitely. Like, I think we both went into it being like, Oh gosh, what is this going to be about? And then like, <laughs> we just had so much fun when we got in there. Yeah, and, and like, Oh my goodness. So we went, yeah. it was, uh, it was like this, kind of sketchy neighborhood in a kind of sketchy uh, town in mm -hmm. New Jersey, which, you, you know, diamonds exist in the rough. Like Absolutely, that's a, that's a yeah. proven thing. Yeah. And so like, there's a bunch of like, you know, light machinery, industrial yards around. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is where the dance school is. And then you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you walk in and it's just like all of these gold, um, you know, statues and awards and like po posters on the wall. And I was like, whoa, man, what are the chances that this exists next yeah. to like a car chopping place next yeah. door? But, um, oh my goodness, fun. So here's to you and dancing in, yeah. in 20, in 2020. Man. Yeah. And yeah. congratulations again on you guys, uh, on your wedding Thank and you. your marriage. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. We've made it so far. So far, <laughs> so, far yeah. so good. Um, so what about, um, you know, thinking about when you have friends come to town and visit mm -hmm. you in Asheville, where do you take them? I mean, obviously, I'm <laughs> sure you take them to some rooftop bars, top bars <laughs> and I don't want to, you know, make you pick favorites because right. that just seems wrong. Right. But where else do you like to take people when they come to Asheville? Um, you know, there's, there's, as you all know, there's so many, you know, great restaurants and places to go. Um, I really like uh, Benny on Eagle. Mm. Oh, at the Foundry yes. Hotel, and I, I was following them, you know, on social media before they ever opened, and, you know, I like what they have done there, and I like, you know, the, the everything about what they're representing and what they're doing, and the food is incredible, and, you know, we recommend, um, you know, sometimes people on the tour will say, well, where's a good place to get dinner, and so, you know, we give them three or four places, and um, we've had people on the tour that have actually made reservations for Benny on Eagle or Strata or whatever, while we're on the tour, you yeah. know, it's like, you know, we're going here tomorrow night or we're going, you know, to Benny, you know, the next morning for breakfast. And so, you know, yeah, people, people like, um, you know, personal recommendations. A hundred percent. And, uh, can we talk about the biscuits at Benny? At Benny? So yeah, that, that was one of the first probably breakfast. Well, no, we had other breakfast meals in Nashville, but I remember going there for breakfast and being like, oh my gosh, this biscuit is mm -hmm. incredible. So much so that I went into a deep dive afterwards, ah. emailed their pastry chef, talked to the you know, team Mills, there, like talked to Anson Mills because they use Benny seeds, oh, right? yes. which yep. is this mm -hmm. old West African sort of variety of sesame seeds. Went in a deep dive to try to figure out the recipe because they wouldn't mm -hmm. give it to me. And uh -huh. I was like, well, I don't blame mm -hmm. you. Like, you yeah, got to keep it exactly. top secret. But I wanted to recreate them. Um, did so much research and then ended up writing an article about it. And I got pretty close. Got yeah. pretty close oh, to nice. this, this is while we were living in Brooklyn. And so uh, my typical days had no biscuits. I'm you know, a proper, <laughs> I guess, Yankee, it, it would be the term. So biscuits weren't a part necessarily right. of my childhood, yeah. uh, young adulthood or adulthood. 
And then all of a sudden, Sarah's in like biscuit making fever. (laughs) (laughs) Biscuits left and right. (laughs) It was a good time. It was a good moment. I'm so glad you've been enlightened, you know, to the Southern way here. (laughs) I literally, I feel like a character from my cousin Vinny where it's like, you Uh know, instant grits. I I don't know. I only ever had instant grits. (laughs) What's the matter with instant grits? That's that's awesome. Awesome. So, Vanya and Eagle, where else do you enjoy taking people? Could um, be restaurants, could be other Yeah, I mean, you know, as we're driving along the streets from bar to bar, you know, we're we're recommending places as we we go. Um, I'm a huge fan of the the Mexican street corn at Mountain Madre. It Mm -hmm. it is, like, amazing. Like, I will go there sometimes and just eat two of those for my dinner. That's it, you know. Um, So, yeah. Um, also Calypso, um, you know, so, um, yeah. And obviously the rooftop bars, you know, we like to, we like to frequent them too, but, um, are there any places maybe outside of, uh, you know, downtown nature spots or, um, I don't know, just places that aren't food beverage focused that you try to make time to see or go to when you can? I haven't done enough of that recently, yeah. honestly. You know, starting this business, it's it's been pretty consuming. So, um, you know, any time a drive on the Blue Ridge Parkway is, you know, it just feeds your soul. Um, and, um, you know, the, the Arboretum is a great place. Um, walking some of the trails at Biltmore mm. is another uh, area. So, um, so, yeah, a picnic at Biltmore is a good thing. 2020 will make it happen. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so we, we have a couple questions that are loosely standard. One of them, um, I think we might have kind of gotten close to, but we're going to make it official here. So imagine that Sarah and I have a magic wand that is powered either by ourselves or by our audience. Uh, if there was a single ask today, this moment in time, is there? what would you ask for from this magic wand? Wow. What an amazing question. Um, probably the ability to share Asheville history and the rooftops with more people. Um, and, you know, help them gain some awareness of just how incredible this city is. And, um, you know, that there's a lot more here than, you know, things on the surface, you know, the food tours, the beer, you know, all that kind of stuff. The The history here is so deep and so rich. So it would probably be to have the ability to share that with more people. So I see maybe a little energy of you getting emotional about it. I'm wondering, are there a, maybe a soundbite or two soundbites uh, of the history? And I know that that is entirely too few, um, but that stand out for you that are really meaningful. That could be a fun little Here's examples of Asheville history that you've learned or provide on the tours that are meaningful and show layers deeper into the onion than the average person is aware of. Right. Um, One of the things that that was a huge discovery for me is um, where the AC Hotel is now. There was a hotel there. There were actually two hotels there. One of them was starting like around 1825. But one of those hotels, the Landgren, actually had a rooftop garden in starting in 1912. And so to be able to show photos of what their view was, like around 1913, looking at the Grove Park Inn, and to show photos of people in the 1920s enjoying that rooftop, 
um, it really brings it home for people. They're like, wow, you know, we did not know this about Asheville. Um, you know, also we share some photos of Pack Square before the Jackson Building, which is the, the neo-Gothic, you know, skyscraper that's there that's so, you know, ornate. Um, people are always curious about that building. And then we show a picture of the city square, you know, around 1900 that shows the square without the Jackson building on there. And so we tell about the history of the two buildings that used to be there. So, you know, we kind of tie that history together, but, um, but yeah, those were two, you know, nice discoveries that, you know, we like people to, to be surprised about. I love that. And one of the things that just popped into my mind as you were saying it is there could be a themed 1920s what was Asheville like in the 20s I don't know if that's coming around the corner or mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. but like uh we're in the 20s now and they could be absolutely I'd be I'd be interested to know mm -hmm. what it was like 100 years ago <laughs> yeah yeah I think like a I would love like a Asheville history trivia night Ooh, like as always. With, ooh, uh -oh. okay <laughs> yeah okay add that to the list <laughs> way better <laughs> yeah okay we're on it cool <laughs> Oh man, so uh, 2020 look alive. There's going to be a whole bunch of new. Yes. Uh, awesome. I'm trying to think of any other qu like standard questions that we normally ask. Is there anything that we, we've missed that you wanted to share on the podcast? Um, you know, probably the only thing is that um, you know, when I was first thinking about this business. I was a little reluctant to kind of tell my parents, you know, what I was going to do because they're both in their 80s and they don't drink. And even though this, you know, to me, this tour has, you know, the huge history component. And yes, obviously people drink and enjoy themselves and have a good time. For me to be able to tell them what this tour was going to be about was kind of interesting because, you know, I... I, you know, I shared with them that we were showing history and I actually showed some photos, you know, to my dad, which, you know, it, but for them to actually probably tell their friends and everything, yeah, you know, she has a bar tour company, or actual, you know, rooftop bar tour company, um, you know, they live in Boone and it's, you know, they're not part of the city. So, yeah. uh, so that was kind of interesting. And, um, you know, but I have to admit when I told my daughter who was 16 at the time, she thought it was pretty darn awesome. Yeah. She was like, yes, go mom. <laughs> you know, Can't wait to start working in the business. I'm yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's like two just totally opposite ends of the spectrum. It in really, a way. really and, was. Yeah. yeah. And now they're just, you know, my parents are just super proud. And, you know, when I take my backpack up there and show my dad, you know, my mom and dad, the photos, you know, my dad grew up in a farm on a farm in Valley Cruces. Um, you know, which, where's the original mass store is and, you know, his family, you know, farmed a lot of that land. Wow. So, um, you know, for me, be able to show him some of those old photos, you know, of Asheville, just because they're old photos, he really, really loves it. Dang. Awesome. Yeah. And we, and we love it. So, well, thanks. uh, yeah, thank, I want to go you. on the tour in February with the craft, the new craft. Yes. addition yes. to yes. it. Well, we'll that is coming up that. and we'll definitely get that out there on social media. Yeah. It, Cause you know, most of the things that we are doing, well, all of the things that we're doing, we will definitely tie in some history. You can count on us mm -hmm. to do that in some form or fashion. Well, uh, and you will, you can count on us in, in supporting and coming back out. I think that one of the things that you pointed to kind of earlier is that this is, Though I think it's more common, people think tours are for uh, out-of-towners yeah. and tourists. We, every time people come, we've done something like 
a tour, whether it's official or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and we look forward to having new visitors in, in 2020 and, and, and taking them on a Asheville rooftop bar tour. Well, thank you. I look forward to it as well. Okay, where can we find you and Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours on the internet? Uh, you can find us. We have a website, which is AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram, Facebook, um, Pinterest, TripAdvisor, Google. Um, so, yeah, we're wow. out there. Yeah, you are. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but we're out there. <laughs> yeah, we'll have links to all of that in the in the show notes page. Anything else that you would like to add before we wrap this one up? Uh, no, just thank you very much for you know having me on the show. And, um, you know, I, I really appreciate everything you all are doing with making it in Asheville. And um, so, yeah, thank you so much. Thank Here's you. Here's to 2020. Here's to 2020. Oh, my goodness, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> And that was episode number 41 with Kay Bentley, the founder of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Oh my goodness, sweetheart or sweetheart, or is she a sweetheart? She's great. She's the best. I mean, um, that was a really special conversation. I know that they all have been, but something about Kay's specific story of like a second career, it's one thing to be, I don't know, a millennial who quits a job and uh, decides to start some project. Right. It's a wholly other thing to live what is like an un... It's like almost uncomprehendable as a millennial to think about a single job for 30 years. And the fact that she uh, did it and was so in as a U.S. post office employee and now is as in on building this, uh, you know, tour business, I just, I'm something about it hit me real hard right in the heart i think it's proof that like no matter how old you are or how long you've been doing something and and we kind of talked about how like your identity can be associated with that past career um you can always do something else yeah you can teach old dogs new tricks not to call anyone uh an old dog but the idea like there's some little things that like I'll never forget. Like there, are, when we were on the rooftop tour, Kay's like very, very, very pro at at taking rooftop photos. Like she knows to elevate oh, yeah. the camera. She knows where the light is. And like I don't know how into Instagram Kay was before starting this business, but she's now pro. Yeah, like it's really impressive. Yeah. Uh, and all that to say. Um, Whoever you are, a listener, I think that uh, whatever project is eating at your heart and telling you that you got to start it, maybe you listen to it, maybe act like Kay and just uh, get busy because she's doing something really special now. Yeah, and, and the last thing I'll add before we wrap up mm-hmm. is that there are so many, everyone has a great idea. Like some, everyone has good ideas that come up. The ones that end up being successful are the ones that actually act on that idea. Mm-hmm. And there's like, there's like some quote out there about that, right? I can't remember off the top of my head. But anyways, the point is, is like, you could have a great idea and then never act on it. Right. It's the ones that actually like follow through and yeah. do the thing that is on their mind that yeah. are successful. Yeah. It's, it's no a, secret. It's something to the effect of like a decent idea executed with enthusiasm is better than the perfect idea that mm-hmm. is never attempted. Yeah. So exactly. I'd, I'd rather you execute with enthusiasm and uh, have a half-baked idea 
glad to help you bake that thing fully. Uh, but just go out there and try and do the things. Start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. thank you, Kay, for the inspiration. Uh, thank you, listener, for making to to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast, perhaps even click a couple buttons in your player and leave us a like or review. Five stars would be fantastic and appreciated. Um, that is the way that this podcast gets uh, discovered when people open up their podcast players, the more likes and reviews we have, the more likely people who are in Asheville or coming to Asheville will see our episodes, hear the stories of our guests and get to kind of participate in this thing. So thank you in advance for liking and subscribing. One of the ways you can do that even easier, um, now is by visiting making it in com forward slash subscribe. And if there's something that you want to learn more about that we talked about in the episode, like you want to get connected to Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, you want to hear about some of the favorite favorite places that Kay mentioned during the episode, you can find all of that at the show notes page uh, at makingitinashville.com forward slash zero four one. And we want to take a moment to remind you that we are like all in on running events in 2020. And our next event is about to get announced. That will be the February Maker Mixer. Monday uh, Maker Monday Mixer. Monday Maker Mixer. And so uh, to be the first to hear about that, yes, we will share on Instagram. Yes, next episode will probably have it in full detail in the end of the episode. But the way to be the first to hear is by being on our email list. And that is at makingitinashville.com. Also forward slash subscribe. The key here is that um, people on our email list are going to get the first dibs on a, I'd say, uh, on a smaller venue. We're doing, we're changing things up. We're trying to keep things interesting. And so the uh, the host of our maker Monday Maker Mixer next time is going to be a smaller venue, and therefore we will very much have a hard cap. Absolutely. And our second event that's coming up is a beginner's podcasting workshop at the end of February on February 29th. It's a Saturday. Um, you can find out more information about that at makingitinashville.com forward slash events. This is a perfect workshop if you know you want to start a podcast and you just want that fast track to understanding all the ins and outs of making that launch. Yeah. I mean, there's a million reasons why people get hung up thinking about how to start a podcast, whether it's the gear or the strategy or the technology or the, well, if I made it, how would people see it? Um, so we're going to teach you everything that we've learned the hard way um, after hours and hours and hours of reading and research. And uh, at this point, hundreds of hours of episodes and uh, practice uh, we will fast track you as far as we can possibly get in three hours. And we're really looking forward to that. Anything else on that? No, Glass? I think so. All right, cool. Yeah. So uh, that is makingitinashville.com forward slash events, and you'll see it right there. The last thing that we'll say is just one more time, thank you, Making It Creative, our marketing agency, <laughs> for making this podcast possible. Um, honestly, it's a privilege that we get to have this podcast, that we get to have these uh, conversations, and the reason we're able to do it is because we have a marketing business that allows us to keep the lights on to buy microphones and things like that and um and we get to work with entrepreneurs that make our hearts kind of like light up yeah absolutely
So thank you uh, for checking out Making It Creative. If you're a business owner in town or thinking about starting a project, we would love for you to reach out to us at makingitcreative.com. And finally, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, we're always looking for new guests to interview. Uh, you can nominate them at makingitinashville.com forward slash podcast. And of course, come to our Monday Maker Mixer events and meet us in person. We'd love to hear more about your story. Perfect. Oh my goodness. 41 episodes in. And I, I feel like we're, we're just starting to hit this stride. Does that make sense? Like we're just starting to get this thing. Yeah. And it's cool because our our theme of the year, which we talked a lot about in I forget what episode, the first episode of season three. Yeah, thirty um, five. Yeah. Our theme of the year has been consistency and I feel like we're really getting into that where we're just getting used to doing all these intros and outros, mm -hmm. getting used to asking our guests questions and following up. It's becoming more natural. Yeah. yeah. And um, I feel like we probably could have done this earlier, but thank you for making it all the way to the end of the podcast and to the YouTube video. But um, we had our first event last week. <gasps> yeah. And there is wow. so much to unpack about that. But um, taking this thing, which is digital and lives out in the internet and there's no real way to know if it's making a difference or impact outside of when you take the time to like email us or comment under a post. Um, but, but the transition from this concept thing into reality at our first event, um, I am still, it's over like a, it's a week ago now. I, I'm still having a hard time processing it. It was so special. Yeah, it was, it was, if you were there, first of all, thank you for coming out. Um, it was great meeting old friends and making new friends mm -hmm. that were there. Um, it was just a, a fantastic, like you said, to see it in reality. It's one thing to see sort of numbers like pod, like number of podcast listeners or followers on Instagram. It's another thing to actually see people in a room yeah. that are there because you brought them there. We asked, we had a survey for after the event and we asked for like, you know, feedback and uh, constructive criticism. In the one. And one of the things that makes me laugh because it's the best problem to have was that we, there were so many people there that it was kind of a little bit hard to hear one another. And that is something that I am very okay with, considering that we were afraid no one was going to come. Yeah. So, um, again, episode 41. One. <laughs> episode 41. Uh, and we are just now really hitting our stride. So we hope that you have enjoyed this. Thank you for hanging on as long as you did in this episode. Um, and I think that the best is still yet to come. But um, love this. Love you, Sarah. High five. High five. And we'll, we'll see you next week. Cheers.